It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks. Chris Rucker, EJ motherfucking Reed. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. I got a boot in Don't mind if I do! Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone grab of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face. Don't know what episode. I'm Rucker. That's EJ. We are here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. And EJ, we are two days in the WrestleMania T-shirt week. WrestleMania's on Saturday. Standing delivers on Saturday. WrestleMania again on Sunday. I ain't gonna be there. You ain't gonna be there. But you went to fucking two shows last week there's two more than i've been to in like six months i don't know why i'm so hyped up right now it's wrestlemania week as the kids would say lfg let's, let's go fuck yeah powered by fullpresscoverage.com go there for all your sporting wants and needs to hell with pitchers and catchers reporting opening day is on thursday it's baseball, man. You don't really start paying attention to the season until... I know, like, but people still get excited about baseball starting. I, I get excited about, like, the first week and a half, and then I tune out till like, July. I know. Admi is excited. He's in the chat right now. Where's Royals? Yeah, I, I'm, not one, I'm not one of those people that can watch a baseball game every fucking day. That's weird. You know me. what? Like, I can't even watch a baseball game... For the regular season, you know, I got to go to baseball games in person. Going in person is a blast. Oh, yeah. And now that the Braves are in, I mean, they've been here for five years, but now that the Braves are in 
basically Marietta. They're a lot closer to me. The stadium's a lot more accessible than what Turner Field was. I've been to a few more games. Like, I went last year, got a ring. I think I went to like three or four games in the last like two years, I think. More games than I've ever gone to before. But, I mean, the Braves are good, so it's more fun to go do that. But, boy, the scenery at a Braves game in the summertime. Woo! That's a bunch of Southern Bells running around. Oh, yeah. Horse riding, cowboy boot wearing with no fucking Kenny Chesney concert in sight. And they out here in Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots. You know what that means, right? My theory. What's that? If you're wearing cowboy boots and booty shorts and there's no country concert within a five mile radius. She's for the streets. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say you could let you could let them connect the dots. <laughs> she belonged to the she streets. Kinda... Hey, he said it. Uh, how the hell you been, EJ? I, you know, we got to talk about your fucking week last week. Yeah, man, I was traveling around state of Missouri, watching a little bit of wrestling. So you went to Raw in St. Louis. Correct. And AEW was in Kansas City. Kansas. Oh damn! You drove all the way up to Kansas City. That's what. I mean, that's that's the same distance, right? Just opposite yeah, directions. It's, just, it's the same distance, just yeah. opposite directions. So that's what's up. Did that shit in forty eight hours. Yeah, man. I bet that doesn't happen often. It happened with WCW and WWE. I mean, weren't they in the same cities the same day? Actually. Yeah, because that's when DX up. pulled up and fucking. Tried to fight him. Um, yeah, that's you're one of the rare people that I know that since AEW's been around. I mean, obviously, like I'm sure more people did what you did in Missouri that live in that area, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody be like, "Yeah, I went to Raw Monday and I'm at AEW on Wednesday." Like they may go to back to back pay per views, but in the same fucking week, the the like flagship shows. So what was the uh, if you could. You know, tell me about like the difference in the fan base. Were there kids at more more than one show? Were there neck beards at more than one show, uh, or one show more than the other? You know, did one of them have a smell? <laughs> Was one flowing easier without like all the commercial breaks? Like, give me give me the breakdown on WWE TV versus AEW TV. Well, aesthetically, WWE is a lot brighter. AEW has like a more dark, you know, feel to it. I think they do it on purpose though. Like they kind of set the ambiance in there. And um, I don't know if anybody who's in the chat or listening later has been to a WWE or AEW show live, uh, TV show live. Um, you know, during the commercials, WWE is like a big promotion. <laughs> they promote everything on their commercial breaks, like anything coming up, uh, T-shirt memorabilia, and all that of the above. But AEW, during the commercial break, uh, they just has Justin Roberts in the ring and trying to hype the crowd up to come out of commercial. That's if they're not doing the picture-in-picture. Picture, yeah. Which doesn't happen often. Um, not to cut you off, but I, as soon as you said it, it made me think. I see a lot of people complaining at AEW. Did you check out the merch stand at AEW? I did not. Ah, well, damn. That was going to be the big exclusive here was... Because from everything I see, they have one table and they have like five shirts and people are never fucking happy about it. And 
My thing is PWTs probably doesn't give them enough shirts because they want you to go to that fucking website that's high as giraffe puss. I tried to get a Sting t-shirt, mm-hmm. EJ. It's like a Sting, three decades of whatever. Like It was a dope-ass shirt, right? Blue, you know, not a lot of different color t-shirts in the wrestling game. Usually the majority of them are black. This was like a light blue color, right? I was like, oh, it's kind of dope. It's a little expensive. And then in order to get like the non-cardboard shirt, you got to pay an extra two ninety nine, And then you got to pay an extra two ninety nine for this, that, and the third. And then with shipping and all that other shit, shirt ended up being $48 or something like that for one fucking shirt. I said, this shit ain't Gucci. What is this? This is a PWT shirt. Why would it be $48? That's why they don't have a lot of merch at the fucking stands. They want you to go to that website. Before I, before I get into that in the further detail, what's the thing shirt you got on right now for wrestling? Oh, um, WCW Worldwide. You can find them on Twitter at WCW Worldwide. It's old school Sting Fatal Encounter shirt. Comes in a purple and it comes in a pink. I got the pink because I wanted to be different. I've never owned a pink shirt before. I know it's not October, but I believe in saving them things, EJ. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got the original DX shirt on. You don't see a lot of people with this one on. Oh, damn. That's old school DX. <laughs> yeah, man. That's like my favorite you know, version of DX was the original that's the, version. That's the Nickelodeon yeah. version of it. It's Shawn Michaels, Triple H. China, Rick, Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I've... but uh, yeah, at the show, um, I, I think I saw like one stand. The side of the arena I was on, I saw like one stand. So I think you're right. But when... You know, people are complaining about there not being a lot of access to their merchandise, which doesn't really make sense. But like you said, they're probably trying to drive traffic to their website. Right. I mean, they're supposed to be a T-shirt company, I thought. Basically, then they start their company basically being a T-shirt company with the that's Bucks. What, that's that what was the like rumor a big was. Thing that... <laughs> they were just a T-shirt company. They weren't a wrestling company. And these motherfuckers can't even sell T-shirts. They're doing all this fucking wrestling. Um, you got to see what a lot of people are saying was the match of the year on dynamite with omega and vikingo did you know anything about this guy and were you uh were you fucking blown away watching that match or like i've heard a lot of people say the same thing i'm about to say um i knew about him that he was a triple a champion but like i don't have access to see him like i don't know what triple h even triple a even shows on like fight tv maybe uh uh, do you know (laughs) what triple a maybe huh I don't know. Telemundo? Yeah, I, I have no clue. So I didn't. Re- I haven't really seen the guy wrestle, but yeah, man, he was well worth the wait. <laughs> uh, man, he blew I, the roof off of the place. I love the angle that Justin Roberts posted on Twitter of him doing the running 450 off the ropes. He mm-hmm. came within like inches of his feet getting caught in the ropes and then his head hitting the side of the fucking... Like, so much luck... Uh, I'm not even going to say skill. That dude got lucky as fuck on that move. Because Justin Roberts put it in slow motion. And I was just like, I've watched it like five times. And every time I'm like, oh, fuck, he's about to get caught in the ropes. I know he's not, you know. <laughs> but like looking at it, I don't understand how he didn't. Um, but it was a banger of a fucking match. And a good storyline, too, going coming in and going out of it. And then uh, what was another one? It was the... Was it the, was it a poison runner or I know it was a top rope Hunan Karana maybe a poison runner where Kenny Omega where he did Kenny Omega like I know they know how to land like where it makes it look like they land on their neck but 
Look like he really landed on right. his neck. <laughs> and they go so Omega does all those fucking snap suplexes and snap full Nelson dragons and shit. And it's just like they're going so fast. It's like, how do you land safely when you're going that fast? It's not like it's up in the air, slow motion like King Kong Bundy. Like, you better get your fucking, you better protect your fucking shit because you're going, you're going over right now for a ride. Is so is the best bout machine back? I mean, we've been calling for it. Two two of the matches he had this year are probably in contention for a match of the year. You got this one, and you got the match with him and uh, Will Ospreay. They said that was Omega's first one on one match in almost six hundred days in AEW. Yeah, he hadn't. Yeah, he hadn't uh, had a one on one match since he dropped the belt to Page. I guess so because he was hurt and he was gone for what a year. Yeah. And then he came back as a trios guy, and then they got suspended. So, I, you know, I've been talking about it that I didn't think Omega and the Bucks felt important. And then this past week, they put him in the main event. They send the Bucks to the hospital, and the guy fucking steals the show. Spoiler alert: He's like in my top five on power rankings this week, top two. And also, he's got he's got Will Cobb this Wednesday, I think. Jeff Cobb? Jeff Cobb. Not Will Cobb. Jeff Cobb. That's Wednesday? I didn't know that. Um, So, yeah, we had a lot of news come out of the shows that you were at. Uh, We already talked about Raw that you were at last week. But as far as Dynamite goes, uh, the Guns are going to defend the titles against FTR. And if FTR loses, they have to quit AEW. And... I think FTR is working everybody with what the shit they put out on Twitter. I don't think they're losing. I think they probably signed another contract already. Yeah, I don't think Tony Khan, well, he'd be a fool if he just let them go like that. I mean, that's what you would do if you were have it as an angle. But yeah, it smells like they're swerving us and they're going to get the belts back from the guns. This is like a little test run to see how the guns would do with the belts. I mean, I guess they're doing decent so far. They get a lot of heat. I like the guns with the belts, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different vibe with tag team titles and what AEW is used to. And they, like you said, they get, they get booed a lot. Like that's the point of it. People would come in there to see them get their ass kicked. And if they keep fucking winning, people are going to keep coming back to see them get their ass kicked. Do you imagine they fucking make FTR quit AEW? <laughs> we'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> that'd, be nu- that'd be nuclear heat. They're going to um, talk so much shit. So one thing I did notice going to the show, like this is probably like my fifth AEW show going to. I noticed that like bookends, booking the the curtain jerker and the uh, main event, they were super hot. But I feel like they had weird bookends in the match in between. So this is probably like where the energy level was a little bit lower than other AEW shows I've been to for the in between matches. Like they were hot for the icon starting it off, and then you know Kenny Meg uh, closing the show out. But then like. You had the what you have, uh, Moxley versus the Dark Order guy, and like it's weird because you know the Dark uh, John Moxley is uh, supposed to be a heel now, but like fans still kind of want to cheer him, so yeah. they didn't know how to really feel during the match. Yeah, same thing with Tony Storm when she faced uh, Sky Blue. Like I thought that was a good they, match, by the way. It was a good match, but like the crowd, like they had its ups and downs, but they weren't as hot. Like I said, as the first and the last match. And same thing with uh, there was one more other match in between. It's slipping my mind. Oh, the guns, the guns in the top flight. Yeah, 
like they were kind of they were behind top flight but you know it had like its ups and downs with as far as like fan interaction with the match so uh how was seeing sting in person at 64 years old hey man he was the most over in the whole on the whole card man no so shit i come yeah him and of course like they went crazy for the last match but as far as like individual pops like i feel like sting probably got the most love in there man it's the icon man what do you I saw you and him were wearing the same kind of jacket when y'all were there Right, Sting had his little bomber jacket on. Yeah, I ain't never seen him wear that before. He must have lost his leather jacket and travel or something. He's, they just say he throw the shit a, on. He, remember, he's trying to be like Orange Cassidy. Oh yeah, yeah, he was doing his little OC impersonation. That's why he had the black jeans on. Oh, he's always been wrestling in black pants lately. But they were jeans because they were like you know they were trying to marry each other. Yeah, that's funny. And then, um, and then. He, Orange Cassidy has a little OC face paint. That was funny, too. <laughs> Sting got the win, too, with the Scorpion Death Drop. Oh, yeah. I was going crazy like I was 10 years old again. I got it on camera, too. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> kind of shit you got to send me so we can post that on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think I was screaming in the video, but once the, once I quit recording, I, I was screaming around like a little 10-year-old boy. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember <laughs> I went when... Uh, when he his first match back, it was him and his first actual match, not that, uh, not the cinematic shit. It was him and Darby against Scorpio Sky and fucking somebody. I think it, I don't, I can't remember who Sky was teamed with, and Scorpio Sky fucking suplexed him on the entrance ramp, and I was like, fuck, he's got like a cervical shit is fucked up, like, and then Sting got up and no soda. I lost my shit. If somebody would have been there recording it, they'd have been like, who is this old ass man here screaming and beating on his chest in the fucking crowd? But that was me. Sting like does said, it. La- like we said last week, man, AEW just knows how to use Sting well. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard one person be like, Sting never loses. Like, it's not like he's winning titles and all that. Like, they're putting him in fun matches with other people and then he'll get the win. But the win is kind of insignificant to the point where nobody cares that he's undefeated for fucking three years like it's not like he's beating fucking mjf one-on-one you know what i mean yeah no um i can't remember where i heard this from because i give him credit if i remember but somebody was saying that uh they think sting's last match might be a one-on-one match it'd be against darby as like a retirement send-off you heard that on boot to the face we talked about that oh we did yeah Man, look at my memory. So, yeah, so I guess that would be a good way to send him off. My boyfriend of the show, uh, Cameron Hawkins, Seahawk on Twitter, he interviewed Sting, and Sting was saying how this is going to be his last year in wrestling and how uh, he wants it to have something to do with Darby. And so uh, we talked about that on here. How, And then they're kind of teasing a little bit of a riff between Sting and Darby. Like, it, I kind of saw a little bit in it this week, too. Like, Darby was just kind of like, oh, you just hanging out with Orange Cassidy? Like, he kept giving Sting these looks. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Over there playing with Orange Cassidy. But could be nothing. Could be something. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, I'm sure Sting would fucking... Sting has to be one of the most unselfish fucking wrestlers ever because he has no problem fucking losing to people. So he'd probably let Darby send him out. Hey. That tied the whole story together if they would just let Sting go out 
facing Darby Allen. And you don't much... even have to have it like Darby Allen turn on him. Just make it like a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um Tony Storm and Sky Blue, I thought was a really good match. Um I love the I love the finishing sequence Tony Storm does. Like when she gets a motherfucking trouble, like she doesn't waste time. I posted a little video of it on Twitter. When she does a little hip attack, which is really like her smacking him in the face with her ass. And then immediately does that fucking German suplex and then picks him up and pile drives him like who's supposed to get up from that? She's giving you no time to recover. And I like that. I like the urgency that, that she did with that. And that was probably the best match I've seen Sky Blue wrestle. I like the Sky Blue and Jade match. It's been a while since I've seen that one. But I do think really you're right. Good. I think that was a really good match too. But I don't know. I think this is probably the best match I've seen her wrestle. I, and I told you at the first show that we did this year that I thought Sky Blue would be my breakout star. So yeah, you might be right. She's on she's on the verge. As long as they keep her on TV and don't make her disappear like they do a lot with the other wrestlers. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of see. I'm kind of looking forward to see where they progress with with this story because they're doing the same thing every week, and I like the story uh, with the outcast. But it seems like they're doing every the same thing every week with them about to spray paint that somebody and then somebody run out. So yeah, I just want to see maybe do something backstage. I don't know, or bring somebody else into it. Yeah. Um. It's to me. It's probably one of the. I think the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite storyline is getting pretty good because it's it's kind of tied in with the Hangman storyline as well. But I do think that this is probably the most thought and effort they've put into a storyline, especially in the women's division. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, Britt Baker had her time where she was coming out like she'd show herself moving up and down the rankings and shit when other people would lose if she would win. That was pretty good. But as far as like multiple women in, in one storyline, I think this is the most thought and effort they've put into it in a while. And I'm digging it. I know it, I know it took a while for people to start liking it, but I'm actually starting to be all right with Soraya, Soraya too. Yeah. Did you watch her, uh, her WWE legends thing? I mean, I haven't seen any of those documentaries. I just don't have time. Um, maybe I'll download them and watch them in May when I get on the airplane. Like we joke about in the past, how like AEW does all these favors for WWE, but they don't reciprocate it. So they ha- they had the Page documentary, and they like all they ended it like she and she overcame her drug addiction. They didn't even like mention how she made her return back to the ring. That was yeah, pretty man. odd to me. It's not their job. I'm sure that documentary is in the works well before she left and went to AEW. Like, it takes well, a while for them to do those. So I, I watched the Charlotte one the, uh, the week after that, and they had footage of her from November. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> almost six months ago. And Soraya debuted at AEW, like, at the Grand Slam. That was, like, September. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Maybe they filmed Charlotte's before. I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure there's a reason why they were able to do it. They probably again, they probably had this in the works for years and she had already signed to do it. So just because she left doesn't mean they can't do it anymore. These things take time. 
don't know. Yeah. I mean, I watched pod. a little bit of the NWO one, and they still had footage of fucking, like, they still had interviews with Scott Hall on there. Yeah, but they'll put, like, the, you know, the the year that, it, that, that if it's an old interview, they'll put the year up on the top of it. Yeah. I, I just, it, oh, more no. than likely, it was probably fucking agreed to do, like, one or two years ago, and then they started working on it probably a year ago. Okay, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to keep an eye on that. Future they probably, you know, AEW and WWE probably would work together. If AEW would shut the fuck up, being so negative about WWE. Every time Tony Khan opens his mouth about WWE, it's some bullshit. Every time they talk about WWE, it's some bullshit. Meanwhile, WWE is just like an elephant doesn't swallow it flies. Like they they never negatively mention them on TV. They've mentioned them on TV, but it's never negatively. I don't know. I feel like they they're like friend of me. It's because AEW. Went out their guys for WWE stuff before, so we shall see how this progresses during the Triple H era. Um, let's see. Let's talk uh Impact before we go to break. Uh, they had their pay per view this past week, and they have been bitten by the injury bug. Not only their Knockouts champion Mickey James injured with a broken rib where she couldn't perform. Their world champion, longest reigning world champion in the company's history. They've had Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Sting and Kurt Angle, you know, all these world champions in Impact. And Josh Alexander is the longest reigning champion they've ever had. And he had to relinquish the title because of a fucking injury. Like, that's the worst. That's crazy too to think about. That comes to show that I guess Impact always hot shot at the titles because he hadn't even got to a year yet. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought he was over a year, but just it was just underneath a year. Are you sure? I feel like yeah, he took that, that title from Rich Swan a long time ago. No, because he uh, he beat Moose for it. Then Moose, no, 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 he beat. Uh, Christian for it. Then Moose snuck up and did like the cash in yeah. the same night. Yeah, he's chasing Moose for a while, and then he finally got it. That's Thank right. You. You're it's right. Almost about a year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. I'm, you know, sadly, I'm almost relieved because I think Impact was dumb enough to let uh, Macklin take the title from him, and I thought that just would have been an awful. I'm not going to say I'm relieved because he's injured. I'm relieved that he didn't drop the title to Macklin. Even if Macklin wins this fucking one-on-one match he's about to have, that's better than him being the one to beat Josh Alexander. Hey, spoiler alert. We all know Macklin's going to win this title at the, this next pay-per-view. And I don't I don't agree with it. <laughs> like, What do they see in Macklin where he's going to be... That's supposed to, you're supposed to be the face of the company... If you're the world champion, and Macklin know. ain't it, Chief? At all? Like, I don't Not know. Close. I don't know who. I don't know who's the who be a worse uh, world champion, Macklin or the Funkasaurus? <laughs> Tyrus. At least Macklin can walk, but the Funkasaurus is on Fox News, so I don't know. I, I when I went to uh, Impact in Vegas, Macklin was wrestling, and there was four people cheering for him. And the reason I know it was exactly four because they were sitting right next to me, and I'm pretty sure they were related to him because they all had Steve Macklin T-shirts on. Because he was in WWE for a while, he was the Forgotten Sons, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was with Gunner. 
Or he is is he Gunner or was the other one Gunner? I don't know, but the Forgotten Sons are a forgotten group in WWE. Yeah. Like, I don't know what. Maybe he's uh, friends with Scott Demore. I don't know why they. Well, you know he's married to uh, Diana. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's why. Yeah, like, all right, you got the rub from your wife, but even then, like, he's got good taste. Yeah, he's got that, but still doesn't make him world champion material. Especially not at on the heels of a historic run by Josh Alexander. Alexander put on some good matches too. Like I saw him beat the dog shit out of Bully Ray here in Atlanta. And great. I was never a big Alexander fan, but it's like every time I'm watching him I come away impressed. But he just doesn't have that it factor to me to make me pay attention to him. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's like Almost like that workhorse champion. Like I don't want to do the lazy comparison and be like Kurt Angle, but like Kurt Angle was entertaining he, though. Yeah, I'm about, but I was gonna say I don't. That's why I don't want to make that yeah. lazy comparison. I was gonna say more so that we all know he's a dirtbag. Chris Benoit, he's like more so like that type of. You know, like Chris Benoit wasn't really that entertaining, but he could go in the ring. Yeah. Okay, I got what you're saying. I thought you were saying Alexander's a dirtbag. I was like, what? I was about to start Googling. No. Like, what Chris, What I miss? No, Chris, <laughs> no, Chris Benoit. I'm with you now. You were saying Benoit's a dirtbag, but that's who he kind of relates yeah. to is not any. Well, and Benoit had his fucking people too. Like, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see a lot of people like clamoring for Josh Alexander to, you know, be on TV and shit like that. But then again, I'm not a. I'm not the most knowledgeable Impact fan anymore, so maybe he does have a big following. I just don't know about it. But as far as I go, I don't seek out Josh Alexander matches, but when I watch them, I'm entertained by Josh Alexander matches. But not enough to where I'm like, can't wait to see this dude next week. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. Like He always puts on bangers, but I never got excited. Like, oh, man, I can't wait for that. Right, Josh Alexander match to come on this weekend. He'd be great in AEW. It's a it's a million guys in AEW. I feel like that. Like I watched Dynamite, and I'm like, damn, that was a good match. I'll never fucking see you again. I mean, I feel like he would just fall in the middle of the pack at AEW. Maybe that's why they gave him the championship. If they didn't want him to go, but I think if he went back to AEW, uh, put the North back together, that worked. Yeah. Because uh, surprisingly, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ethan Page was over on AEW Dark. Like he got a super big pop. I like it Ethan was kind Page. of it was kind of a cheap pop because he cut a promo before he went out to the ring. He was like, "I'm sad," and so the crowd like ate that up and like tried to cheer him up during the match, and he got a hell of a pop. So I saw uh, Scorpio Sky posted a picture of them two together today. So maybe Scorpio's well, who, on his way back. Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Uh oh. Kind of, the feed's kind of breaking up a little bit. Yeah, Scorpio Sky posted a picture of him and Ethan Page together today on Twitter. Oh, really? Yep. They were they were uh, the men of the year. What happened to Scorpio Sky? Man, he got hurt. That's why he he lost the title to Warlow because he he was hurt. So they had him get squashed by Warlow, and he's been gone ever since then. Scorpio Sky is underrated, and it's sad that they don't utilize him the right way. I also saw Miro on social media this week. Oh, really? A Miro yeah. sighting? What was he doing? Was he with his wife? Yeah, he's fucking hanging out with Lana. <laughs> I can't, can't get mad at him. 
like what what are they doing with Meryl? Like not a cut motherfucking him or, thing. Cut, cut him or use him. Like I don't understand. Not a motherfucking thing. He had a um he had a really good interview with Renee Paquette uh when was it in Nashville last year? I just listened to it. Like I fall behind big time on podcasts and then I'll go back and listen to people that I like and he was basically like I'm making money in real estate. I'm making money on Twitch. I'm making money doing this. Like, whatever. If AW wants to bring me back, they will. If not, like, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And apparently, he's really religious. Uh, like, I thought that was just a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, w- w- that's what I was thinking too. I was like, to me, it seems it seems like sacrilegious what he's doing on TV, right? So yeah. I would think he wouldn't want to do that. But he was saying that like he prays all like three or four times a day and. Lana's like cool with his new religious beliefs and he has a personal pastor or something like that. Can't remember what the name of the guy was that he has like on the call basically. Um it was a really good interview. And speaking of interviews with Renee Paquette, John Moxley, I don't know if you heard this interview today, but it was only about ten minutes worth of, you know, AEW CM Punk stuff on there, but it was kinda eye opening. Um he talked about punk he called him what's his dick (laughs) like he didn't know his name uh he said that when he was the champion he was working without a contract because he went to rehab and they extended him and then he was working and he didn't want to commit so he was doing like you know little deals here and there but nothing long term while he was the champion he was like i could have went to fucking SummerSlam and just showed up with the title belt on tv if i wanted to right um but he said he was trying to make everything work with Punk, and he was just like, there's so much fucking drama. Like, I don't want to be in the middle of it. He's basically like, I just want to go to work and come home. Like, I ain't got time for this shit. It's like, there's so many people there that I could call out, but I'm not. But he basically said Punk was being a bitch. If I can paraphrase it. I don't even know where to start with this. So, from what we know, CM Punk is an asshole. He's a dick. I don't know the guy personally. He could be a good guy deep down inside behind the scenes. Nah. But from what I do know, he is reactive and super emotional. And when it comes to the business of making money, you can't be emotional. Like everybody's trying to make money. Like why, why post that on IG and then delete it like a girl and, and then like a little school like, girl. You know, that's, that's some shit little high school girls do to get their boyfriend's attention. Uh, little boys and, probably do that too now. I don't mean to be that type of way. You know, <laughs> boys are sensitive as fuck nowadays, so they probably do it too. And even with all that being said, I still think Punk somehow weasels his way back into the company. If yeah. Tony Khan was a smart business person, either he cut Punk or bring him back. He's just sitting at home making money for just sitting on his ass. I think. I think Tony Khan, as a boss, has gotten punked out by CM Punk so many times. Like the whole brawl out, uh, the whole brawl out press conference. Like Tony Khan should have shut that shit down from the beginning. You would have never seen him sit next to Triple H and do that, or Vince McMahon and do that, or hell, even fucking Jeff Jarrett when he was running Impact. Like. You got to be in control. You're the billionaire. You have all the money. It's your company. Your name is on everything there. You can't let people go off script like that. 
You can't let people jeopardize so much money like that. And Punk is basically just like, he even called out Tony Khan on this. I feel like we were going to talk about CM Punk a couple weeks ago. And I was going to come on these airwaves and I was going to say, AEW needs CM Punk. It would have hurt my heart to say that because I don't like the guy. But if you look at the ratings and shit like that, like they're consistently down lately. Their houses are down lately. But they were hot when Punk came back. Like him or hate him, they were hot when he came back. But now, I'm thinking, you might as well just cut your losses. You might as well just, you know. The guy, he didn't like, just just in AEW. You know, he got a problem with Jericho. He's got a problem with Moxley. He's got a problem with Hangman Page. He's got a problem with Omega. He's got a problem with the Bucks. He's got a problem with Tony Khan now. He's got a problem with their medical staff, just like he did in WWE. It's like the old saying. If you wake up in the morning and you run into an asshole, you just met an asshole. But if you go to sleep at night and everybody was an asshole, you're probably the asshole. And that's how I feel about CM Punk. You can't just keep blaming everybody else. And he like he took the Meltzer bait. Like, why you respond to Meltzer? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. What did he say with Meltzer? That's what he responded to Meltzer's report about. Meltzer was reporting more like uh, all brawl out backstage stuff and uh, whatnot. And that's gotcha. why he put the IG post up. Yeah, well, we spent enough time talking about CM Punk. We ain't going to talk about this motherfucker until he comes back. Speaking of coming back, we will be back from break to do our power rankings and talk a little NXT stand and deliver. Stay tuned. Boot to the face. With a year that you're loving to hate If you fucking with the team You catch a boot to the face Rebound from the boot I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad Cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating motherfucker You know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters Repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew Making sure we ball If you still wanna hate It's no saving ya You might get beat I'm not talking mania Listen to the whole team The cross body of work It'll make you realize That you should have been first And me I cause chaos Everywhere that I go 80 proof and no less Got me ready to throw Don't step to the mic Unless you want that smoke FPC the whole team Is like a knife to your throat Yeah Welcome back, Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on twitch.tv slash boot to the face. Do not forget programming alert. This coming Saturday, we will have our WrestleMania pre-show, excuse me, at 3 p.m. Eastern, EJ, you can do that, 2 p.m. Central? Yeah. 3 p.m. Eastern, we'll go for about, it'll probably take us an hour to get through all of those matches. Uh, we might take some some pregame drinks for WrestleMania Saturday night. I'm excited about WrestleMania, EJ. How you feeling? WrestleMania. Um, it's WrestleMania, so of course you're excited, but 
If I were to rate it from one to ten, I say my excitement level is about a six point five. How about yours? Non spoiler, Roxy's on TV. She's like you can see almost all of her teeth when she smiles. Luckily she's got yeah. nice teeth. I'm gonna say is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no, she's got she got a good smile. I was just like she's got a big smile though. Like if, uh, if she had shitty teeth, like it would be awful. But she's got nice teeth, so <laughs> um I I won't talk about what's happening, but just call me Nostra Rucker. Rucker Damas, whatever. <laughs> I'm excited about WrestleMania. Uh, I really, you know what match I got excited about for last night? Bianca versus Oscar. Those really? promo videos they did last night, I thought were really well done. Really? Huh. Mm, I don't know. I'm probably only really excited for three matches. I'm more excited about Bianca versus Oscar than I am Charlotte versus Rhea. I'm excited for like almost everything on the card was Charlotte and Rhea. Yeah. And I like Rhea a lot. I really I really want to see what happens with Roman and Cody, obviously. I really want to see the Usos. Uh, I'm intrigued by this Omos and Lesnar thing. Um, I don't care about the four-way tag matches. I'm intrigued about Cena and uh, Theory. Uh, for nostalgia purposes, I do want to see the six-woman tag match. Um, like I said, Bianca and Oscar, I'm excited about that. Uh, Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre, they're just gonna beat the shit out of each other. Like, <laughs> that's gonna you know? be a banger. I forgot yeah. about that. That that's I'm just to see that. That's just gonna be three big motherfuckers like beating the shit out of each other. At the end of the night, Gunther fucking standing there with his hands behind his back, like over the top of both of them. Um, spoiler alert. And then, you know, some storyline developments, like the the climax of some of these stories, like what happens after the main event at WrestleMania, if anything, what happens before it, who main events night one? Spoiler alert, Charlotte Rhea. I think it's going to be Usos and, and, uh, Usos and KO now. Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's talking about, well, the winner of the Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble should main event. And I'm like, she didn't last year. They had Stone Cold and fucking KO do the KO show. The winner of the Royal Rumble last year was, wasn't it Bianca? Mm-mm. No, it was fucking Ronda. Yep. Yeah, and she was like third from the bottom, I think. I don't even remember that match. Like, by that time, I was good and sauced up by the time Ronda got out there. I think I was <laughs> in the bathroom, like, collecting some of those Dallas Cowboys cups at the stadium. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I don't think the women main event, like, that would be such a force main event to have them main event. And like, I'm all for women's wrestling. Like if you know anything about this show, you know, I like women's wrestling way more than I like men's wrestling, but I feel like they would force just because they're women to make them main event because their story is not Sammy and KO versus the Usos are part of the biggest storyline in the fucking world right now. And I agree with you. I think that should be the main event, but I don't think it will be the main event. I think they're going to force Rhea and Charlotte in there. I think Joe the Stillman. Usos and Go ahead. I think the Usos and um, KO Sammy are going to be a curtain jerker for one of the nights. Well, 
they're wrestling Saturday night. That's already been announced. And Austin Theory and Cena are curtain jerking Saturday night. Um, mm. Joey in the chat says it's got to be the Usos and KO and Sammy. No tag team title matches ever main evented. So they could go with that. The history on the side, you know. I don't know. Uh, I just kind of. Go ahead. I'm just so sick of the Charlotte love that everybody gives her. Like, listening to Busted Open talk about them, and then WWE constantly just like gag me with a spoon already. Like, she's not it. She's not. It's a let. Like, she can't even cut a promo without people wanting her. You don't ever hear yeah, Becky getting what chance? You don't ever hear fucking Cody getting what chance? She's supposed to be a baby face. Get out of here. They what all the heels though? Cause she's not a heel, EJ. Oh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> but when Bobby was a face, he got what chance a couple times because the fans suck. Bobby but who? Yeah. Lashley. Oh. Right, right, like when he first turned face, because I keep track of it because I fucking hate the what chance. But yeah, if it's a if you're a face, you're not supposed to get what chance. That's a bad sign for Charlotte. You just brought up Bobby Lashley. I'm I don't want to yell. Um, I'm so fucking annoyed about what they're doing with Lashley. He's in a program with Bray. Bray goes home because that's what Bray does. Personal issues, whatever. I don't know what it is. All I know is it's a track record, right? Like he disappears and then he comes back in the middle of things. But instead of them giving Lashley a match with somebody, hell, they could have just threw him in the fucking Intercontinental match. I wouldn't have been mad at that. You don't need a storyline to do that. Instead, you got Rick Boogs. You got, uh, what's the motherfucker with the guitar? Not Jeff Jarrett. Elias. Elias. Dolph Ziggler, I think, was back there. Uh. Your boy that left New Japan and came back that does the fucking uh, Bronson Reed. He was in there, which, you know, he ain't that bad. They got all these fucking mid-carders, lower mid-carders in there. People that nobody cares about. In there looking at a list like they're trying to make the JV basketball team. Celebrating. At the top of the list, you got Bobby Lashley's name in there. I'll ask you this, EJ. If it was Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt and Bray went home, you think Lesnar would be in the fucking Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Absolutely not. So why they disrespecting my boy Lashley like this? I think Lashley is too much of a nice guy behind the scenes. He probably just puts his head down and does his job, and they just threw it at him. He's like, all right, I'll do it. But it's a travesty. He's a two-time WWE champion. Looks like a million bucks. Uh... Has been on WrestleMania, I think, every year since he's been back. Yeah, it's not like he's going to get many. I mean, y'all might not know this because Black don't crack. Lash is, like, on the higher side of 40s. Like, he ain't got many more WrestleManias to, to wrestle on. And now you're taking away one of his Wrestle. I don't know if they still get WrestleMania checks, but I'd imagine they do. I'm sure they're going to slide him a little something, but now he's not even on WrestleMania. He's on Friday night. Let me say this. No disrespect to almost, because you know I don't hate almost. He's an attraction. I mean, uh, he's a guy that you go to the house show and you're like, oh wow, you just gasp because he's such a attraction. He's a huge dude, but there's no reason why he should be in WrestleMania. 
he could have pivoted and have like an injury angle and and slip Bobby Lashley back into a match with Brock Lesnar. Like almost doesn't need to be on WrestleMania. They got Chelsea Green on fucking WrestleMania and Lashley ain't on there. Whoa, Chelsea Green catching strays. <laughs> How she get dragged into this? <laughs> I just I was just thinking of motherfuckers they just randomly added lately. Like Chelsea Green and fucking uh what's her partner's name? Not Carmella. Mm. Who replaced Carmella? They they got uh, Sonya Deville. Oh my god. Sonya Deville's on WrestleMania and not Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but I'm talking about as far as like direct storyline related matches, like him and him and uh Brock Lesnar didn't resolve what they had at the last pay per view. Like I just think it should have been Brock and Bobby. Like maybe they'll maybe they'll do like a surprise pop up to put him in there because I don't think LA Knight has something has a anything on the car yet either. And he's saying how you can't do a LA WrestleMania without LA Knight, so I don't know, but it's not looking, it's not looking too bright, <laughs> as far as Lashley getting on WrestleMania. Yeah, um, let's get to these power rankings and and talk about our top five wrestlers of the past week, and then we'll do the uh, NXT stand and deliver predictions. Which I don't know about you, but I'm I'm. We talked about this last week. I'm getting more and more excited about stand and deliver as we get close to it. They had me tricked, too. They were like, it's going to be at 10 a.m. I was like, fuck, that means 10 a.m. Vegas time. Because there's no way they're going to do it 7 a.m. Vegas time. So 10 a.m. Vegas time is like 1 a.m. here. So I guess we'll have a post show for a stand and deliver. And a fucking, we might have to extend to like 3.30. I don't know how long stand and deliver is going to go if it starts at 1 o'clock. But I'm flexible yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll work out the logistics after we go off air. Yeah, I'm flexible on Saturday. I'm I'm going to a WrestleMania party like 20 minutes from my house. So. A word? Yeah. Who's, who's I, having a party? My boy Joey Stillman in the chat. Uh, we used to do uh, WrestleMania parties at my house all the time, and then I started going to WrestleMania. And so it's been a minute uh, since we... I, I watched Royal Rumble at his house the last couple years. Uh, I think I've done a SummerSlam or two at his house. So get a couple cats together. Uh, I'm buying the food on Saturday, and then... I don't know what we're doing on Sunday, but we used to do real big WrestleMania parties. Like it used to be a bunch of like when I when I first got an apartment, we would like uh, this is how much fucking wrestling nerds we are, EJ. But this is also like 2005, right? So my buddy Brent would come over and he would just stay at my apartment like the whole weekend, and we just fucking play Madden and get drunk all Friday night. And Saturday we all pick like our favorite wrestling matches while we're drinking and talking shit. By the time Sunday roll around, it's just like, can WrestleMania just be over already? Like, we not had so much to fucking drink and watch so much wrestling, but it was a good time. We were all younger then, obviously, and then once everybody started getting a little older, moving away, I had a couple of kids, uh, started tailing off a little bit, but we still do the WrestleMania, at least WrestleMania, all the time. So it'll be fun to get back into that, and then two nights of it. What kind of food you getting for the WrestleMania party? I don't know yet. I think uh, I think I'm just gonna get some wings and fries. I think I'm gonna go to uh, there's this place called Anchor Bar over on Bear Parkway. I might just order like a bunch of wings from there, some fries and some different flavors of wings and shit like that. Uh, some these some little finger foods. Can't go wrong with that. I've only been to go ahead. 
I've only been to one WrestleMania party. I wasn't even watching wrestling at the time. It was WrestleMania 31. It was a good time. But what were you going to say? Uh, one year, I can't remember what event it was, but Joey had just got a pellet grill and he made some ribs. I was like, that's a big fucking gamble, like smoking ribs for a wrestling party, you know, because your friends are going to be critical. Fuck them ribs. Them ribs are good as shit. <laughs> Joey fucking killed them ribs. I still remember that. I've wanted a pellet grill ever since then. Like, what if it was a swing and a miss and the ribs were dry? Like, you can't live that down. Nah, I would have told him about it, too. <laughs> I'd be like, what's he? These fucking dry-ass ribs. <laughs> Try to pull the bone out of it and the whole fucking slab comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah. a dream once that uh, Mickey James came over my house and I was cooking ribs. Her and Nick Aldis. And it was a big party. And she got mad, like... She didn't like my ribs. And she said, these ribs are shit. Come on, Nick, let's get the fuck out of here. And they like stormed out. <laughs> I don't know why. Didn't you, I, I remember you telling the story. Didn't you tell her about the dream? <laughs> yeah, she, she, she was like, I don't fuck around with bad barbecue. <laughs> That's got to be some type of symbolism that somebody who worked in the therapy realm could analyze for you. I got plenty of dreams they can analyze. Not that one. Hey, we're keeping it PG today, though. No, I wasn't talking about nothing nasty. I was talking about, like, I was talking about me getting like chased by monsters and shit. And like, if I have a gun or a weapon, I can't use it. Like, the gun either doesn't work or my eyes won't open to where I can see myself defending myself. I never die, but I'm never like able to. I'm just constantly like trying to get away because I can't defend myself. You know what they say? If you die in your dreams, you die in real life. Well, luckily. I haven't died in my dreams yet. Let's keep it. Let's keep that track going. Power ranking, ZJ. Yes, sir. Um, we'll start from five. Obviously, like we do every week. You want to go first? Sure. I'm kicking my number five with the icon. Sixty. Five or sixty-four year old Sting got the win on Dynamite. I saw it live. Scorpion Death Drop, Scorpion Death Lock. Call it a night. Sting has my number five spot. Again, we don't fucking <laughs> talk about any of this. We just kind of go off the hip, and I got Sting's number five also. As you should. I was going to have Omos there, and then when we got to talking uh, earlier, I forgot, because I feel like AEW is just so long ago. I really got to start writing this shit down, but I completely forgot Sting wrestled until you brought it up. And I was like, oh, shit, he did, and I can fucking relive all the shit he was doing in my head. That Stinger Splash has lost some fucking, <laughs> it's lost some height, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a two-inch vertical. At this <laughs> and Sting, Sting used to jump out the gym, too, when he was younger. Yeah, he did. But it's still Sting, so we'll give him a pass. Um, my number four, Tony Storm. I think her and uh, her and Sky Blue put on a really good match, and like I said earlier, I just love the urgency in her matches at the end, where she just fucking destroys the person that she's fighting. And I like the little attitude she's got. I like she looks like a heel now, you know. Heels aren't supposed to be good looking, but she is. She looks like a heel. 
that little fucking haircut she's got, the little facial expressions, like all of it just works. And she's fucking married to Juice Robinson. You got to be a heel to put up with that motherfucker. So, um, <laughs> Tony Storm is my number four. My number four is somebody who didn't even have a match this past week. And I usually don't put people who don't do anything in the ring on my list, but he's probably been getting the most reaction out of anybody in any company right now. And we didn't even discuss this uh, match that's going to be on the card. This is one of the matches I'm excited for. I got Mr. Dominic Mysterio, number four. Heat Magnet. Heat Magnet. And you saw how the pop on SmackDown when Ray finally hit him? Good Lord. It was like fucking Sammy hitting Roman with the chair. Exactly. And then on Monday Night Raw, fans were booing him. They booed him so much they forgot to say the what chance when he had his promo. That's how much heat he got. No, that's that's a good thing. They were fucking, they were so invested in boom, they didn't have time to what him. Exactly. So, that's my number. They should have said K. K. (laughs) Every time time he paused, K. Would that be racist Uh, if they did that? No, it's just bilingual. It ain't racist. Yeah. Yeah, just them having fun. Uh, my number three is the challenger for the Undisputed Universal Championship this weekend. Beat uh, Ludwig Kaiser on SmackDown, and he also beat, which I didn't like, he beat Solo Sokolo on Raw. Mr. Cody Rhodes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know Solo was undefeated on the main roster, but it makes sense. Um, he's lost by like DQ, so technically he ain't undefeated. He just hadn't been pinned or submitted. Excuse yeah, me. I didn't like him. I didn't like Cody beating him on Monday, unless Cody loses on uh, Sunday. I like it if he loses, but if he if he beats Solo on Monday and then beats Roman, like what are you doing with Solo? Like I feel like they should have if they do plan on putting the bet on Cody, then he didn't have to beat Solo on the way there. Eh, I don't know. I. Yeah, I guess they sacrificed Solo's first pinfall loss on the main roster for just a the go home show to make Cody look like he was ready for Roman, but Solo's not Roman. Um I kind of agree with you, but it I'm not up in arms about it one way or the other. Uh but Cody's also my number three. Um the match versus Solo was what got him there. He wrestled on Friday and Monday when the Tribal Chief can't even fucking show up on Monday before WrestleMania. That's really starting to piss me off, by the way. He's the Tribal Chief. He doesn't have to show up. I'm tired. I'm, you know, I get all the fucking, oh, he's a special attraction and it makes more sense when the champion's not there all the time. That's cool, but it's WrestleMania season. Bring your ass to work, you know? You're turning into the same guy that was complaining about Brock not coming to work five years ago when you were in a feud with him. You were on TV carrying the fucking promo by yourself, talking about how Brock's a part-time guy and how Vince gives him everything he wants. And now here you are all these years. It's kind of like Cena in The Rock. Cena basically turned into what the what he was complaining that The Rock was. It all comes back around eventually, I guess. But now, I don't know. I'm a Roman guy, but goddamn, man. He's only coming to fucking SmackDown because SmackDown's in L.A. <laughs> He's going to be there anyway. <laughs> hey, what did the quote say? You live long enough to see yourself turn into the villain. Same thing happened with Cena. Like, wasn't Cena complaining about yep. The Rock not showing up? Now and Cena. then he started doing it. He did it with Roman. Um, there it is. My number two 
Yeah, I got it right. I was going to look at my notes, but I don't have to. My number two, been calling for him to come back. Been calling for him to feel important. He had a great match against a guy I've never heard of. One-on-one, stole the show. Uh, put this match up there with him and Osprey. You said you said it earlier, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. And you got the shit with Don Callis. What's that about? Does Omega not watch TV? Clearly, he could just go... <laughs> Clearly, he can just go watch the fucking Dynamite replay and see what actually happened. Well, maybe they'll tie if they're smart. They would tie it back in on Wednesday. And like I watched it, man. What, what the hell? But number you said number two is the best. But I'm, I'm curious to see what you have at number one. Uh, my number two is El Hio del Vikingo. Like we talked about earlier. I never seen the guy wrestle, but boy, I don't even know how to put it in words, man. The kid is amazing. If you like that style of wrestling, but it's he's a, a luchador, so it's you know uh, that luchador style. Like some people were complaining, it was no ring psychology; it was just a bunch of flippy stuff. But nobody said that when Ray about Ray Mysterio when he was running around in the cruiserweight division back in WCW. So Ray had psychology though. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it was people nitpicking, but yeah, for the most part, everybody said it was a fantastic match, and I agree. So that's my number two. And my number one, it was your number two, the best bout machine. He's back, baby. Kenny by God Omega. And like you said, I like how they're actually having a little bit of storyline. They're not just having a match, and they Mm -hmm. tied it in at the end of the show with them in the BCC. Maybe, Maybe Brian Danielson comes back in. Jumps in the mix too after he has his break. As far as the people complaining about psychology, like read the room, read the fucking room. Like you're watching AEW, not watching fucking Georgia Championship Wrestling from 1973. You know, you know what you signed up for. It's like if I go to Dunkin' Donuts, I can't get mad that that they don't have sushi. Like it says Dunkin' Donuts on the fucking on the sign outside. It says AEW, All Elite Wrestling. It does not say fucking psychological wrestling one-on-one. We know what's happening when we tune in AEW. So you watch those matches with a different fucking... You watch those matches with a different vibe, with a different eye, with a different critiquing of it. So people that are complaining about that, eh, shut the fuck up. Um, my number one, you were curious about it, EJ. The only person to defend their title this week successfully. Well, I guess that's not true. What? No, Impact. The Impact have tag title matches. The mm, Bullet Club. I know uh, Bullet Club faced uh, the mighty, the mighty O'Neill at the at the pay per view. Well, we don't know who won. Um, as far as TV matches go, he's the only person to defend this title on TV this week and successfully win. My boy Will Hobbs beat Pentagon uh, for the. TNT Championship, yeah. Oh yeah. On uh, Rampage, Rampage, which was on Saturday night, so you probably missed it. Uh, but I was, yeah. I was there, so it was a good match. I was there in person, and it was. That you know, the crowd got into the Sarah Merrill chance. So it was a good bit of crowd involvement with it. It was a good, great match. Uh, I just keep, hope they keep building on Hobbs's uh, title run. I do too. Uh, I hope they don't hot potato the title. Like, let him get it and establish it. Like, I feel like 
I feel like Miro's title run was only a couple months, but it seemed like it was longer than that. But I don't know. They need a dominant fucking champion. And I think Hobbs is a good guy to do it. I already went on for my number one. I guess that's it for the power rankings this week. Shit, that's it for everything. I'm looking at my notes. Um, Don't forget, after standing deliver on Saturday, uh, pay attention to social media. We will... We will put out there what time we will be on Twitch. Um, and then the audio will be posted right after that. So if you're on your way to WrestleMania, you'll be able to listen to EJ and Rucker give their predictions. Uh, I'm a little sad that I'm not going to WrestleMania, but maybe we can do There's something. Always 40. There's always WrestleMania 40. Yeah, it's going to be great when the Cowboys win the Super Bowl and I can wear Dallas Cowboys shit in Philadelphia. Hey, don't jinx our team man you ever seen people on twitter and you want to get in an argument but you don't you just leave it alone i feel like every time i see chaos theory on twitter i like want to argue with him because he's always like shitting on deck and he's never talking about the eagles it's always the cowboys chaos is our boy but for like other people that do that like if i say something and they respond i don't respond and that gets them even more mad <laughs> 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 Um, or say, or do like a uh, like a one word response, like okay, that gets them really mad as well. <laughs> I just mute people that I don't want to talk to anymore. Like I say what I want to say, and then I'm muted, and then they're constantly like talking to me, I guess, but I can't see it, so they're just tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. Somebody, what did somebody get get mad at me about? Somebody got mad at me about, oh about Lashley because I I was mad about Lashley, and they were telling me that. Don't worry about it. Like, he might still be on the show, and you just want to complain to complain. Like, you're the worst kind of wrestling fan. <laughs> like, I'm the best kind of wrestling fan, sir. I have a podcast, and I smell good. Yeah, yeah. unlike you, probably. Right. I saw his picture. He definitely didn't smell well. Um, We'll be <laughs> back after Stand and Deliver this week. EJ, you got anything you want to say before we get up out of here? My so bad. We, we're not predicting. We're not doing any standing deliver. Oh shit! I forgot about the standing deliver <laughs> predictions. You're right. Let's run through those. It got it got so late. Um, here we go. Got late early. We'll do the. Uh, we'll run through these real quick. Chase you and Tyler Bate versus Schism. Um, I'll take Schism on this one. Isn't uh, Ava is that tonight? Is Ava Reigns wrestling tonight, or was that a stand deliver? Uh ooh, I don't know if she's wrestling tonight. She hadn't been on TV I think since it might I've been be, watching. I think it might be standing the liver. Yeah. Give me give me schism because uh Chase U's basically just been like the mid card comic relief type group. So give me schism and Ava Rain to win her first uh match on TV. It doesn't have her in there though. It says Chase U and Tyler Bate. Does that mean uh what's her name's gonna be in it for Chase U also? Yeah, I think that they got the okay. The girl cool. in there. Uh, we got Gallus versus the Creed Brothers versus the family for the NXT tag team titles. Uh, I'm going to stick with Gallus. Who, who's the family? I don't fucking know. Like, oh, that's uh, that's uh, your boys. Keanu James and... Uh... Oh, no, that's the Creed Brothers, isn't it? Yeah, like... You said, is it a three-way match? You said... That's what it says. It, it says Gallus versus the Creed Brothers versus the family. I, don't, I have no clue who the family is, so give me Gallus yeah. to retain. 
Um, here's a match I'm excited about. Fallon Henry and Keanu James versus Isla Dawn and Alba Fire for the NXT Women's Tag Championships. I want to say Fallon and Keanu are going to keep it, but I'm going to pick Isla and Alba Fire. I'm going to go with them as well because I think they're going to progress the storyline and have some type of shenanigans go on where those two drop the belts and then Aladon yeah. and uh, Alba Fire seem like a more cohesive unit right now. This is an awful uh, website. It says it's got the full card. But it just says Fatal Five Way for the NXT North American Championship. Well, we know Wesley's in it, and I'm just gonna pick him because I don't. I don't think they've. I don't think. I think he hasn't. He's hand picking his opponents. Maybe he hasn't uh, picked them all yet. Uh, you got. I don't know. It's hold on. Let me read it. Uh, Dragonoff is in it. Mm-hmm. And. Isn't uh, Dragon Lee in it as well? Yeah, Dragon Lee, Dragon Off, and I can't think of the guy's name. He looks like a little gremlin. Uh, he's <laughs> in it too. Uh, is it uh, uh, he was in a NXT UK, the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Dark hair, got slick yeah. black, got a little J- shady JD, 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 uh. Drake? No, it's not JD Drake. Uh, JD Dunham or JD Delvin or something like that. Delvin. Jordan Delvin? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. that's him. That's him. All right, so it's them four announced, and then there's a mystery opponent, but I'm going to go with Wesley. Yeah, give me Wesley as well. Uh, the ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship, you got Valkyrie versus... I do not like her. Um, I can't even think of her fucking name right now because I don't like her so much. Tiffany Stratton will be in there. I like Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Gigi Dolan, and then is it, is it Soul Ruka? No, the little, the little one. She kind of looks like Soul Ruka. She got the bleach hair. She's mixed. Uh, she turned heel recently. She's real annoying. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Stark, Zoe Stark. So you got Valkyrie, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, and Tiffany Stratton. And then there's a mystery opponent for this too. And by the way, Roxy was walking around today. Spoiler alert! I think Roxy's gonna be in it. Um. But I'm still going to pick. I think Zoe Stark's going to win. God damn it. I'm cheering for Gigi, but I'm going to pick Zoe Stark. Well, since we don't know the mystery opponent, I feel like that's a big factor in this. If it's, I, if it's, uh, what is Mandy? Roxy. <laughs> That'd be dope. I doubt it. Give me, give me Roxy if she's a mystery opponent, but if not, Give me, ooh, I don't want to piggyback off of you on everything, but. I'll change my pick me, then. I'm picking Gigi. Start. Give me Gigi. Yeah, so if it's if it's Roxy in the match, give me her, but if not, give me Zoe Stark. If it's Roxy, give me Roxy, and if it's not, give me Gigi Dolan. There we go. Tiffany Stratton will make a good champion, too. Uh, Grayson Waller versus Johnny Gargano. This is simple. Grayson fucking Waller's got to destroy Johnny Gargano. He's not going to destroy him, but I, I'm taking Grayson Waller in the match. <laughs> the picture they got of Grayson Waller, he's just such an asshole. He's like in the middle of being like, ha, 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 like laughing. <laughs> Gargano's looking all serious, and Waller's just like laughing because he knows he's about to whoop his ass. Um, 
Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. Trick Williams. Um, Melo's got it. Melo betting that miss. I'm picking him. Mr. Melo. Like you said, when he shoots, he doesn't miss. It'll be a travesty if he doesn't win somehow. But I know they're going to do the right thing. Mr. Michaels will do the right thing. Oh, yeah, because he's he's known for that. He's a new man ever since he found Jesus. He does the right thing after that. You know who else finds Jesus? Murderers. At least they find Jesus. People that break the law (laughs) a lot. People that go to jail and get in trouble and they want to fucking get right with the public. They're like, oh, you know, when I was at home in my basement, I found it. Shut up. No, you didn't. Anyway, you, I'm not gonna call the man a false prophet. I'm just, I just don't like Shawn Michaels. DX baby, so I wore the shirt. <laughs> uh, Have you uh, seen the uh, the the Bloodline Goodfellas thing? It's yeah, on right now. It's it's funny. What do you think? I'm ha ha funny, and then Solo talks at the end. But I'm uh, just bust a waiter in the head with a fucking wine bottle, <laughs> and they laugh about it. Why? I don't know. They switched the scene up a little bit. I guess they had to make it PG. I've never but, seen uh, Goodfellas. Oh, it's a great movie. You should Is it? watch it. You know what's yeah. not a good movie, EJ? Top Gun Maverick. Pile of shit. I don't even want to argue with you it's, about it's that. Pile of shit. I don't even We'll We'll spend another 30 minutes arguing about that. Uh, but uh, what do you think happens if Brown Breaker loses? Or when he loses? Uh, I... Honestly, I think Breaker stays in NXT. I don't think he's ready for the main roster. Why not? He's, he's just not good. He's not like he's not likable. He's not his personality's whack. Like he's not ready. That's what NXT's for. For him to get ready. What else do he need to do to get ready? Practice on the mic? Like he sucks on the mic. Put him on Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman's with the bloodline. I don't know if you know this, Braun Breaker ain't Samoan. You saw what happened last time they tried to let a non-smoke in a fucking bloodline. <laughs> Motherfucker can't be trusted. <laughs> Wasn't Paul Heyman with Punk and Cesaro and Curtis Axel and all yeah, of them at the that same did time? Not wor- that did not work out. <laughs> and Brock. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know. He's just going to have him hanging around NXT, not around the title picture. He ain't got to be around the title picture, but he can, he can do something to get better. I don't think he's... You talk about getting lost in the shuffle. I think Breaker will get lost in the shuffle. He will, but that's what the main roster. Put him on main event, but I don't see him. <laughs> like, When do you see somebody win the NXT title and just hang around in the mid-card oh, of NXT? Though? That'd be put him on main event. Like him and Shelton, I bet they have some bangers. Yeah, like, I don't know. He's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place if he loses. Might I mean, win. he can't. He know. can't just keep the fucking title forever just because you can't promote him. You know. Well, that's what Johnny happens, Gargano right? hung around the fucking mid card after he lost the title. I think him and Champa didn't want to go to the main roster for the longest. Yeah, he was. So he was with the way and all that other shit. Like, but like I said, I don't think they wanted to go to the main roster. I I want to say there's even a quote out there that Champa said he didn't want to travel with the main roster. Ooh. But as soon as Triple H came back, they changed their mind. And I don't blame them. 
What a entitled little fucking. I don't want to do that. This is what you signed <laughs> up for. Get your ass out there. Go to work. Man, now look at him. He's hurt. <laughs> As you Going on the road too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know my body. I can't be on the road all the time. They're like, take your ass to work, torn peck. <laughs> We're not laughing at his injury. We're just laughing at the situation. You know how people are. These guys are making fun of Chump of being hurt. Yes. Nope. Lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. We love all y'all. Out there listening. All right, EJ, let's get up out of here. It's getting late. Um, for EJ Reed, I am Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. We'll see y'all Saturday, 3 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on Twitch.tv. Until then, peace. Leg drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone wrap of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the James. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can 